0: graduates here this morning and I do appreciate those that were able to be with us and I uh, were praying for those that were not able to be here but we have congratulations to all of them and as I mentioned to this morning all of these slides are available and they can Look at those and uh, study them and look at the biblical history and I know I I talked about Babylon and uh, what a lot of individuals and there's a lot written about Babylon and the very fact of the Sumerian gods that they have found historically in the pictures and the queen of heaven and some of those things that were begun under Nimrod and in uh, those uh, depictions about those times and the Phoenicians and the Assyrians later and the Babylonians that embraced uh, this idolatry that, of course, uh, Abram was called out of, and uh, just about ten years after the death of Nimrod, uh, Abram uh, uh, came on the scene and was called out of that area. And I, I know from a prophetic and uh, those of you that are scholars have studied and maybe at times um, there have been those that have written that America is uh, the the Lady of Babylon in the book of Revelation because, uh, of course, uh, the Statue of Liberty has rays going out of that female's head on the statue and sort of the sun, the queen of heaven, and there's uh, the the lady that sat for the posed for that uh, statue, according to history, was a woman of the evening, and so uh, there are all of these uh, themes that point to well possibly America is that, uh, that that sense and yet I guess what I want you to understand is that what it says in Daniel is important because I think um, this uh, as you begin to read it's all the nations and uh, that's that's the important thing. He says there will be these ten nations, and then, of course, uh, that the whole world system. And if we've ever seen fact that we are living in almost an entire world system. I mean, all of a sudden, uh, flights are suspended around the globe. All of a sudden, uh, uh, one thing, a pandemic, and it changes everything, and travel is shut down, and uh, supply lines are stopped, and now, of course, uh, you know, with uh, the stuff going on and you can hack and uh, online, and all of a sudden, our meat plants are shut down, and our pipeline is shut down. Somebody that's living in Russia has the power uh, uh, to get into our medical uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, records and disrupt. And I, I read where chemotherapy uh, uh, patients and uh, treatments were all of a sudden suspended because they got hacked. Uh, by someone that's out of the country. And so when we are seeing a one-world sense of, you know, this is where we are, and yet I know that if there was ever a moment when uh, the We Can and these graduates, and we talked to them this morning, and of course to all of us really, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, lovers of self, This is the hour in which we're living and yet Jesus strongly admonished us that we are to love the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength. And I I realize we're in the world, but we're not of the world, and and there's a difference. And I I realize there were some people that came in from other countries that said they wanted to be in our country, and then they perpetrated 9/11 and tried to uh, hijack planes and fly them into buildings, and their their plot was to strike terror and then terrorize our nation. I'm not talking. We're not here to terrorize. America. We're not here to terrorize anybody else, but we are still, this world is not our home. And we have to recognize that Sure, we honor and we give honor to those that are in authority and we try to do our best to live at peace with all men and all of that. And yet, we realize that somewhere I have a home that goes beyond this place. I'm not, this is not the end of my journey. I can't wait to make heaven my home. And we say that. And I know a lot of people say that, and yet, you know, they don't want to go to church with people that they plan on living through eternity next door to. And you wonder, well, you're not going to enjoy heaven. Well, I'm not into all that worship and singing and throwing crowns down at his feet and making a lot of noise and sounds of many waters. I'm more, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not just there. I, I kind of like, you know, just to be at peace and I read what heaven's going to be like and I think, wow, you're not going to enjoy heaven at all. How sad. Amen. <laughs> you're going to get there and go, I don't know that I'd rather be here. And, and I know you say, well, it's better than the alternative. I, I agree, but... You know, hello. I, I would hate to think that the Lord would take you to heaven to make you miserable. I mean, what kind of God would that be? I don't. I can't go to church. I can't worship. I can't sing. I can't rejoice. I can't. I don't like any of that. But I can't wait to go to heaven. Hallelujah. And yet we talked about Abraham, and Brother Shane mentioned uh, Hebrews, is where uh, we were reading, where in fact it it says that uh, you know by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out, uh, I went one too far. Go back, Hebrew. There it is, Hebrews. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, not knowing whether he went he followed he obeyed he separated himself by faith by faith he didn't have a bible he didn't have a church family he didn't have the holy ghost he didn't have somebody that was going to encourage him there was just a voice somewhere that spoke to him and he believed it enough to say i'm willing to leave this system and go look for a city that author the architect and the builder and maker it's God. Wow. I, I, that an amazing amount of faith. And yet and I mentioned and i that's how I ended this morning. Lot became a believer. That's kind of sad. Lot was a believer. But he believed in Abraham's God. He didn't have a personal relationship. But he believed Uncle Abe enough that I will walk with him. I will leave where I am and follow this guy walking across the fertile crescent from Babylon all the way down to wherever he stops. And yet, because he did not have it personally in him. Alright. At the bottom of this slide, it's like when he lifted up his eyes and he looked, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Well, well, I can make it on my own. And the Bible says he pitched his tent towards Sodom and he started moving closer and closer to the world system. And I I talked about how powerful this world system is that will begin to suck you into it. And I want these young folks to know it's more powerful. You may think, oh, I, I can do it and I won't get addicted and I can have this and I won't, it won't, I can control it and I can I can handle it. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> it's been going for 6000 years. It sucked better people than any of us up. Amen. You have to constantly swim against stream. <laughs> the pull of the world, the pull of what's going on in society. The greed, the ang- anger, <laughs> the anxiety, the fear. It's constantly, huh? Trying to get a hold Get a hold of my mind. Wrap my thoughts up. Wrap my... Amen. And Lot didn't realize it. He left Abram and some kings conquered him and Abram came and rescued him. You would have thought after that. Lot would have said... Hey, Uncle Abe, man, I, this was wrong. I should, I need to be, my tent needs to be near your tent and whatever you, I want to learn, I want to sacrifice, I want to know your God. But he went back to Sodom. He was captured and he went back. And then, of course, we know the story that, you know, uh, Abraham and the angels come and tell him that, you know, we're going to take all of this and going to destroy Sodom. And and Abraham pleads and says, you know, if there's 50 righteous, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10 righteous, and they didn't end up being 10 righteous. And then I I mentioned this this morning, but I wanted to show it to you. The verse, it's in Genesis the 19th chapter of the 15th, starting at the 15th verse, down to the 20th verse. It says that when the morning arose, and the angels hastened Lot, saying, Get up, take your wife, your two daughters, which are here, lest you be consumed in the iniquity. What did Lot do? Lingered. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I need to do that. I, that's good. I need to pray. I, yeah, it would be good. He didn't have it when, when impending destruction. It's midnight. Won't you believe now? And, and I'm saying this, and I know it's to us, and we got a lot of empty seats you're watching online, you want to come, you can socially distance and be here Sunday morning, Sunday night, whatever the case. But you would have thought after the pandemic that the world has experienced, there would not be a church Amen. in America. Amen. Huh? Amen. That would not be full to overflowing. Right. And you say, well, I know one is, two is, three is, that's fine but there shouldn't be one empty seat anywhere people that say it's midnight if there was ever a time that you know the angel would take him by the hand and basically started dragging him out and he lingered and they had to pull him out the Lord being merciful to him and they brought him forth and sent him out to, outside of the city and they tell him Escape for your life. Don't turn around and look behind you. Remember the story? We all know the Bible story. (coughs) Escape to the plain. Escape to the mountain. Lest you be consumed. (coughs) What did Lot do? Starts arguing. (coughs) People that don't have a personal relationship with God, argue over the littlest things and they get offended over the littlest things. Huh? And he said, Oh no, if I find grace in your sight, magnify your mercy, which you've shown me in saving your life. I can't escape to the mountain lest something happen to me and I die. I'm just pulling you out of a city and saving your life. And you're worried about the mountain hurting you. Think about it. And and notice twice it refers to, behold, now there is a city that is near to flee unto, and it's just a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one that my soul shall live? I want to tell you when that when the pull. Of Babylon reaches its zenith, you are willing to compromise anything in order to keep one hand in Babylon. And that's why, you know, what are we talking about here? If there was ever a time we need to pray three times a day, you know. I, <coughs> Anyway, let, let me go on. I know time and I, I appreciate all of you being here and I'm, I'm thankful. But then we all know, unfortunately, the, the sad part of the story. Thank you, Brother Heath. The sad part of the story is what? 26 verse. What happened? Lot's wife. Many, many years ago, Brother Urshan preached a story on Lot and Lot's wife, and how they were fleeing, and he used the example of, you know, the wife would be walking a little bit behind you, and he would be talking to her, saying, honey, you, can you hear the screams? Isn't it terrible? Oh, honey, it's horrible. Whatever you do, don't look back, and then all of a sudden, he doesn't hear a voice. And so he can't turn around because, so he starts walking backwards. Honey, where are you? Where are you? I don't know. That makes it real colorful. You think about it. And he was preaching the sermon and there was somebody on the bass drum and went, boom. No more honey. (laughs) She's gone. No more honey. Honey, where are you? Honey's gone. And the Bible is very clear that it was because of Abraham. God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. Let me tell you, this is why when the Bible says, if my people which are called by my name, we have a responsibility to do everything we can in this hour, if we indeed believe that we are seeing nearing the end of time and the destruction of this world system and the falling apart, to grab somebody by the hand and pray and ask somebody, say we're going to do our best, I know I can't force them, I know you can't force them, but if there should be a desire in us, do anything we can to save whomever we can, because the The Lord is sending destruction on this planet. And if you can't imagine that with what we've seen in one epidemic of COVID. That went around the globe. Just in a matter of a few days. I don't know what the Lord has to do to blow the trumpet To where you realize we're living in the last days, folks. And so, in fact, Jesus, talking about the last days in the book of Luke, uses the phrase, likewise as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat and drink and bought and sold and planted and builded. But the same day, these are not, they would all be red letters. That Lot went out of Sodom. It rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. To that day we he which shall be upon the housetop, let him leave his stuff. Don't come down. He that's in the field, don't return. And then you know what Jesus says? Remember. Lot's wife, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. So the question that I could ask the graduates and I could ask all of us, who do you want to be in the story? Do you want to be Abraham that develops a personal relationship with the Lord and doesn't need to be told to that operates by faith and obeys by faith. Do you want to be Lot and hope that somebody will take you by the hand? Pull you out? Or do you want to be married to Lot? Be Lot's wife? And still can't get it enough out of your system that you don't turn around and look back? Whew. Not a, not a plethora of good choices. And yet, that's, these are the words of Jesus. This is what obviously, you know, the Lord talked about and yet you know you read Isaiah the 52nd chapter, 53rd chapter 54th chapter, 55th chapter all chapters that actually it's kind of interesting that the Ethiopian eunuch was reading whenever Philip came down and saw him on the chariot you know these were the that was the portion of Isaiah that this Ethiopian eunuch was reading and whenever he was talking about you know there's a nail somewhere there's a way that we can get into the presence of the Lord and yet in the midst of those verses in Isaiah 52, 11 and 12 it says depart, depart go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing it's what Isaiah tells the children of Israel that are in captivity go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean bear the vessels of the Lord the vessels (laughs) of the Lord who is the Who's a vessel of the Lord here tonight? All of us, I hope. For ye shall not go out with haste nor by flight, for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your reward. That means behind you. What are you saying? That I'm telling you that in the midst of what all's going on and the pandemic and the fear and the anxiety and everything else that's going on in the world you don't have to have those spirits that are that are defeating your mind and heart. You are able, I don't care what the doctor has said, I don't care what the lawyer said, I don't care what the physician you can say, you know what? It's not by my might nor by my power that I'm holding on to the spirit of God. I am not going to run in haste. I'm not going to run in fear. I'm not going to let the world buffet me about. I know Babylon is fixing to get judged but you know what? We're going to walk out of here victorious as the army of almighty God. You say well but you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. This world is not my home. I I don't know, you know, Paul quotes Isaiah 52 when he's talking to the Corinthians and he is telling them what? Don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? When you have of God and you're not your own, you're bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and spirit, which are God's. And then in the second Corinthians, he says, Wherefore, come out from among them. Be ye separate. Touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. You know, individuals want to say, well, Does the Lord care how I live today and act today? And, oh, Absolutely. No, I know you can't do enough to merit salvation. You can't live holy enough to merit salvation. You can't live, you know, you can tithe, you can come to church, you can do all the right stuff. But none of that's enough. But if you get the Holy Ghost in you, it's going to want to clean you up. And it's going to want to separate you from everybody else. And that's why he said there, and I was reading it to you. Let me read. That was the 17th verse in Corinthians uh, second, 6 and 17. But let me start at the 14th verse. Give you context for it. It says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial or what part hath he that believeth with the infidel? And what agreement the temple of God with idols. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and be my people. they will be my, I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. What are you saying? The first thing he's saying that if you're going to live for God in this hour, you're going to have to be careful who you associate with. Right. Unfortunately, you can't always... Go to every party and be around every. Say, so, well, it doesn't matter. Paul was very serious about this. He said bad company will corrupt good manners, basically. Why? What are you saying that in a, in a world, and I understand we work around people that are not living for God and we us have to associate with people. But at some point, you know, and I, I'm not trying to get us to be isolationists. No, we need to reach out. But at some point, your best friends and your confidants and all of those you text and all of those that you watch and all of those that you follow, you have to be careful who it is. Yeah. Because he said, don't be unequally yoked with them. He's not asking you to, well, you know, you got, because, you, you know, people will bring you down. Whatever you want to say. And then he said, come out from among them. That was the next part. Come out from among them. Separate yourself. Sometimes you have to change your lifestyle. And then the next thing he said, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. What is touching out the unclean thing? Sometimes you have to decontaminate yourself. That's what we do around here when we fast. Fast media, fast the news, fast the whatever. What are you doing? Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? I can hear so much and then I feel like I got, uh uh I can't touch any more of that. I can't hear any more of that. I can't read any more of that. Sometimes Sheena will accuse me of, she says, what are you trying to do? Make me lose the Holy Ghost? I'll send her an article. <laughs> so I'll say, sorry, look at the headline. Don't read it, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? Because we, this world, it, you can hear so much stuff. Yes. Read so much stuff, get so contaminated. Before long, you're just boiling with anger, and you're, you you know, you know. I just can't stand so and so, and I can't stand Fauci. I can't stand Trump. I can't stand Biden. I can't stand. Amen. You know what? I don't have to shake hands with any three of them, any of them tomorrow. And none of them are going to be what's going to keep me out of heaven. I can have an opinion, but you know what? Don't allow myself to get so emotionally caught up in all of that. That's the spirit of Babylon sucking me in. Making me more worried about that than praising the Lord. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. I can feel his presence. I'm so thankful. One day he brought me out of the deep miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. I'm sorry. This world is not my home i got a passport already stamped i'm planning on taking a trip on the good old gospel ship i'm going far beyond the sky that's why i i have to be careful who bad company who i i hang around who i I allow myself to get touched with. That's why, and I I just got two slides and I'm through. Paul told Timothy, and I know there's more we could talk about. But he said, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying that which is in faith. Godly, edifying, strengthening yourself in faith. Call somebody, say Praise the Lord, Sister Sarah made it out. Oh, she's still struggling, but you know what? God's been merciful. Yes. Praise God. I saw Brother Tim there at church. He took a lap. I couldn't help myself. When you look. Know? Did you know that Fauci has said for you, you know, and Trump said, and then did you hear what? No, let me tell you what I saw last night. I saw one of those young people get a blessing, and I just know how good God is. Huh? He said, you can get yourself caught up in fables and endless genealogies and all the questions. Well, what do you think really happened? And can you tell me where did this virus come from? Did it come from a bat or did it come from a lab? And we need to know. And I understand. Let them all figure that out. And that's all well and good. But as far as I'm concerned, wherever it came from, God allowed it to come from there. And this is just a foretaste of what fix I unleash I've read revelation and I've seen where a third of the population dropped dead I'm telling you God's word is true he's coming again and this world is not my home and he says now the end of the commandment is charity or love out of a pure heart and a good conscience and faith unfeigned from which some, having swerved, have turned aside into vain jangling. I don't know what that is. Just yada, yada, yada. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. In other words, they do not have an intimate relationship with God with pure love. Let me read it to you in the Amplified Classic. Just verses 5 and 6. I could read 5, 4 through 7. You could read the whole chapter. But just these two verses says, whereas the object and purpose of our instruction and charge is what? Love. Who do I love? Who do I get up every morning and say, Lord, I can't wait to see you today this world is not my home. Oh sure I love my wife and I love my family and I love watching my granddaughter fall asleep next to her great grandpa tonight. But there's something that's bigger than that that I love. I love the fact that she's at least in church I love the fact that the Lord is still able, she's able to feel the presence of God. As Brother Larry Hall said, I love the family of God. I can't wait to go to heaven, which springs from a pure heart and a good and clear conscience and sincere, unfeigned faith. But certain individuals have missed the mark on this very matter and have wandered away into vain arguments and discussion and purposeless talk. And if there was ever a time when folks can argue about nothing and get themselves worked up over nothing, and I understand, I'm not... it's important on some level I know our economy I spoke to Hannah and brother Philip tonight and they're making some decisions and I told them I said I I don't really know I, I can tell you what though I know who knows everything I watched as this young couple came up for prayer What, honoring God, saying I love God, we love God, we want God's input in our lives. What are you saying in this hour? This is what it's all about, living for God is refocusing in on what's the most important relationship. Is somebody got to grab me by the hand and pull me to church and make me kneel down and make me pray? And I don't want this. And I, You better read the Bible. Or like Daniel, do I get up three times a day when I start my morning? and I Throw open the windows and say, Lord, this is the day. But you're living in Babylon. Yeah, I know. But I still know where my help comes from. I still know where my source is. At noontime, do I swing open the doors and say, Hallelujah, Lord, I'm so thankful that you've called me out again. Evening time. Do I, somebody have to tell me? Well, you need to read the word and I, I know we do those things we we have prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year and we, we you know focus down and zero in on days of fasting and days of prayer and yet here we are six months in and do I have to say okay don't forget you need to invite somebody to church don't forget grab somebody by the hand don't forget pray don't forget don't forget or is there an unfeigned love that oh I can't wait to be in the house of the Lord. I can't wait to to now I hope that's how it is. Amen. In this hour. Let's stand. In fact, if you want to come, we're gonna just take a moment and worship the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah.